a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Ashes of the Order The Clone Wars have sundered the galaxy for three years. Some believe they will not end until both the Republic and Separatists are destroyed, while hope is rising that a conclusion is near at hand. For now, the clones continue to march. Treason has rocked the Jedi Order, and Padawan Ahsoka Tano has abandoned her position. The Council looks to Jedi Master Temrin Ka to fill her absent position on the front lines. Temrin Ka has consented despite her prior objections to the war's morality. Guided by a Force vision, she sets aside her arcane studies and joins the fray, with her two Padawans in tow. From the stars and a Republic dropship passes over our camera, uh, drawing our eyes to the blue-green orb of a planet below that is the neighbor to the planet Christophsis named Tofrin. This gunship nearly dodges uh, unexpected anti-air fire and accelerates into the atmosphere of the planet. It comes to rest hovering over the shore of a lake and three robed figures jump down to the sand. So from the building ahead a group of battle droids marches out. There is a staircase in front of them off the sand. Um, but you guys have just landed on, on the shores of, of this nearby lake. And uh, the tallest figure of, of the three of you uh, beckons with an outstretched arm, showing glimpses of very pale white skin on her chin and hand. This is your moment, Padawans, she calls, and she beckons you onwards. She's hanging back. She's letting you guys take the fray. So there is about 10 feet to work from between you and the staircase where there are three battle droids. Like, do they see us? They're marching out towards you, so... Okay. Yes. Like we're we're in we're in battle. Blaster fire is starting to happen. Okay. So you just laid out on the beach. Battle droids coming out towards you. Uh, your your Jedi master has just waved you on. This is your chance. You've been waiting to join the fray this whole time. You, now you have your opportunity. So Lahela will turn to her counterpart and uh, talk to her, being like, "I feel as though our master has not prepared us enough for this moment." As she's starting to eye the droids, grabbing her lightsaber but fidgeting a little bit. Okay. Um. Okay. So I would. Definitely look back at Halo and be like, this is what's causing the disturbance I've kept feeling. We must attack. And I'm going. I've taken a lightsaber. What color is your blade? I want green. Green. Maybe the same or blue? Mine would be green as well. Okay. All right. So you sprint forward. The droids are firing, but their aim is off. Because um, there'd, the there'd be one battle droids. Because droids. Because of their programming. Yes. Blast them. Um... So do I have to roll anything if like, I'm running up like... Right now this is just more narrative. In combat you have a maneuver and an action. Um, your action can be to give yourself another maneuver <clears throat> so to move twice, or you can just... like We'll just consider this like your maneuver is you running up to the stairs and like attacking one of them, or moving up the stairs to attack one of them, and then your, your action will be just the attack. Okay, so I'm going to run up to 
whatever left one that's closest yeah, there, to there, me. There's three of them across the top of the stairs, basically. So. Okay, so I'm, I kind of want to run upstairs and flip over the far left one and attack him from behind. Awesome. So, what's your lightsaber skill? I don't know if I have one. Nope. So, your lightsaber attack is going to be a brawn check. What's yeah. your brawn score? One. One. So, basis roll run green die. Since I'm giving this without challenge. One success. One success. Yeah, so you flip over this thing, or over this B1 droid, and you kind of slice through it after you add it, like as you go. Mm. Um, it's been cut across the chest diagonally, and it falls into two halves and falls down. <laughs> so, Lahela would be very close behind her after she attacks because she'll feel. A, very protective, but B, she's trying to prove herself quite a lot because she knows her master's watching. And this is their first time in combat because um, their master has never really, other than training with each other and other Padawan, been able to really show their prowess at all. So she will also <sighs> run up the stairs and um, do kind of like a sw- swiping motion at their leg. What are the legs? Probably the middle one because you went for the left one, so she'll go to the one beside you um, and do a swiping motion. Cool. So you're, you have that skill that you use agility yes. for your lightsaber attacks? So... Yeah, so it's willpower. Okay. Yeah, so two. Either way, it's two, because my agility's two as well. So you get two green. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. Uh, one success and two triumph. Two triumph. So what, what does, does triumph, triumph mean? That was advantage. Advantage, sorry. So two advantage. <clears throat> so for the follow-up, would I be able to then, like, stand up and try to slice down the middle of the other one? Yeah, so with, with, your, with your advantages, you could also, you can make a second attack. Okay, so yeah, so that's what I'll do then. So she'll quickly get to her feet, almost as if you didn't see it at all. Hashtag force powers. Forcing it. And then um, slice directly downwards onto the third. Okay, make a second attack then. <clears throat> Success. In this case, you, you cut through the middle one at the waist, and then as you as you spin through, you come up and slash through the third one vertically and cleave it in twain as well. So the, the three uh, B1 droids fall down, in, in, well, all basically cut in half. And as, as you guys are kind of come back to your feet and just like realizing how like how successfully you've handled your first real combat encounter there's more laser fire from behind you uh, from where these droids came and a b2 droid comes around the corner and raises his rifle but before you guys can even react the a robed figure dashes between the two of you and activates a double-bladed orange lightsaber and just hacks through this thing with, with a series of twirling blows tamarin ka your master stands up from the wreckage of this b2 droid and pulls back a cloak um tamarin ka is a very pale woman with like rose gold colored hair she is a dathomirin by race and she's been your master for the better part of a decade at least mm-hmm. um yeah wearing dark gray robes um very neutral um kind of contrasting her very pale skin um her or- her lightsaber is orange and she deactivates both blades of it um and turns to you guys okay so why don't we do some character interactions who are you so my character is Lehela Bell. Um, she is a Togruta. Um, she is a light blue kind of skinned um, of her species, but definitely on her uh, head tail, she does have like the darker blues and then the white um, kind of tattooy look that they have to it. Um, obviously hers are still fairly short because uh, she is young. She's about 16 um, and she is a Jedi counselor. Oh, and what's your name? Counselor. Consular. I already said Consular. that. No, but your name. Oh, I'm Amy. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Colleen. <laughs> uh, my character's name is Rokti. I'm a Twi'lek. Um, I'm a light, like, baby sky blue. Um, and the biggest thing, I have yellow eyes. And I also have, um, they have the head wrap. But I have the wraps that go all the way down my 
tentacles. Montreals. <laughs> Montreal's on yes on me. I just I just call them head tails because I'm like I will never remember which one is which. Yeah, that's true. So what one was mine? Leku. Leku. So I have like um. Your head wrap goes down your leg. Yeah, go down my leg. It's like a dark brown leather. And what class? Oh, I'm Mystic. Hi, I'm Derek. I'm playing a human. My class. I'm a gunslinger. Wild West. My specialization, yeah, is a gun, is a gunslinger, but I guess I'm a, I'm a smuggler. Um, so my character, uh, just kind of picture, he has, I guess, kind of like this uh, dreadlock, um, like mohawk. mohawk, goes into a, like a ponytail at the back. He does keep his face uh, kind of covered in this mask with these goggles, um, and kind of just a heavy heavy clothing, and of course his his, his uh, light blaster. And what do we call you again? Um, they they call me Admiral. For those playing at home, Amy and Colleen are playing with the Force and Destiny rules, which are for Jedi, and Derek is playing with the Edge of Empire rules, which is the rulebook for smugglers and rogues and whatnot. So they're slightly different. Um, we'll see how it shapes the narrative, but yeah. All right, back to the story. So, Temurin Ka gestures for you, for you two to come close again after you've defeated the droids. It reminds you. All right, Padawans, our mission is to seize the comms tower up ahead. So we've, we've, we've evacuated this village. Um, the Republic forces have drawn, have drawn taken everybody out of, out of town, so that don't worry about collateral damage. Um, and we have a highly trained elite diver, diversionary team leading the Separatist forces away. We didn't realize the Separatists were here until about one standard day ago. We don't know what they're doing at the comm tower, but we need to find out. We need to take it back from them and shut down whatever they're doing and find out what they're looking for. They're searching for something out there. We don't know what, but we're going to find out. While the clones and the Jedi are leading the battle away from the tower, we're going to make our way up as stealthily as we can and take the tower back from the Separatists. Any reservations? Master, I I don't understand how these droids have caused such a ripples in the Force. They're droids. Something dark is afoot here, Padawan. I, I agree with that. Um, I don't know what they're looking for, but I need to find out for, for the Republic and for myself. The whole, the whole time you've known Tamara Kosh, she's been very focused on her research. You two have never really known what it is. Um, she won't really let you into it too much because she fears something. You don't know what. Maybe the idea of this tower being used to search for something out there is maybe, is maybe raising some bells with your personal experiences of what she's been working on. This is your first chance to prove yourselves. You've been waiting at the temple throughout the whole Clone War, watching everything else go down, and now here's your chance to be a, to play a part in it. You pass through the large gate into a quaint city center, and Tamarin stops you short. There were three more B1s standing in the street. This is a cobblestone street. On either side, there are small shops and artisans. Um, sort of a more modern-looking small town than, like, Coruscant. Like, you'd think, like, a small town around us, almost. Kind of an outlier for the galaxy. Otherwise, the space appears deserted, uh, from what you can tell. As Tamarin said, the town was evacuated some time before, so... Um, should be clear. Uh, 50 feet ahead, there's a, there's a bridge over the road. The road leading to the main landing pad that you had to avoid on the way down. So Tamarin kind of looks to you and looks to the three droids in the, in the middle of the street. It's your choice how you want to deal with these guys. She's basically telling you with her eyes. Well, Master, you wanted us to be discreet, so I feel like we should try to take the side road around. You can't really reach the side well, road. Well, like... never mind that. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, though the, there's 50 feet to a bridge in front of you, and that that's the main road. Like, a, the main road goes over this like, stretch of the town. Okay. But uh, no, you can't reach it from where you are at the moment. You have to go through the B1s to get to the bridge, Okay. basically. Sorry, so we can't go through any of the buildings or anything? You could try to do that, yeah. There's no guarantee that you can get, like, from one building to the next, though. So we should get a lightsaber your way through. <laughs> 
But when the <laughs> battle droids hear that commotion <laughs> yeah. and come, yeah. yeah, they take some real stealth. So it might just be easier to cut them to bits. Or try to deal with them. You were Jedi, so you well, that's true. tools at your disposal. I ain't got any tools at my disposal for this. <laughs> Can't you influence them? They're droids. <laughs> How tall are the buildings? Um, about fifteen feet. Can I can I get up on the roof of a building? So you can do like a straight up and down agility check. Okay, I, I, it's mine's two. So okay, so two green. and then we'll add um, one purple one. Two green and one purple. Yeah. One uh, success and two failures. So two advantages. Okay, so we'll say that you failed in getting up to the top of the buildings, like undetected, because I feel like that's a pretty decent jump for a Jedi, even a Padawan to make. Then you get advantages. So again, the options for advantage are to recover one strain, which you can't do right now because you don't have any strain. You could add a boost to the next allied active character's check. So you could boost Amy, or Tamron technically, but boost Amy. Uh, <laughs> you guys need to do the cool stuff, not me. Uh, notice a single important point in the ongoing conflict. Inflict a critical injury or an immediate free maneuver that does not exceed the two maneuver per turn limit, so you can move again. So I'm going to look to Lahela. Lahela, I think we should try to get up onto the roof to get above them. If they see me, you go around, they'll... They'll be distracted. So I go one way, you go the other. Splitting the party, always a good life choice. So you have that conversation, and then you go off and, and jump. Um, they you, see me. You make it up pretty handily. You're, you're mother and Jedi. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the clangers notice and go, Hey, what are you doing up there? And that's a really bad B1 voice, but mm-hmm. lost him. Roger, Roger. Lahela, what do you do? Um, I'm going to boost her, too, with my thing. Yeah, with that conversation, yeah, we'll consider that your boost. Yeah. So then, instead of going around the building, obviously, now I can. I was about to turn and do a plan, but then I hear that, so I'm going to turn back around and just start slicing and dicing. Okay. So you, from her little conversation and your little plan that you sketched out mm-hmm. quickly, you get to add a blue dice to your next attack check. Okay. So if you were going to do slice and dice... Two, ye- two yellows and, and a blue. Okay. Uh, a success, a triumph. And nothing. And nothing. Oh, but I should technically roll two purple ones as well. That's uh, four threat. Okay, so which so which one are you attacking? Whichever one shot first, Han Han Solo, the droid. Right, first, first I will say. Okay. <laughs> closest to closest to the building she went for. So the threat from that is going to be that they're going to turn back to you. They're going to turn the focus back to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do target drops weapon they're wielding. So you slice at this at this B one droid and don't quite cut cleanly through it. Like you do Make score through its yeah. chest. Um, and a bit of its arm, so it drops its blaster rifle. So, like, right once one has dropped, gets rifle. One success, two threat, two... those things. Advantage, yeah, not the, not the triumphies. What's your silk value? Two. What's your wound threshold? Eleven. Yeah, so I guess the damage it deals, which is nine, which is... How does a B1 droid deal nine damage? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, subtract your silk value, which is two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it takes seven. seven. So takes seven damage. Wounds. Sorry, seven wounds. Swoot. Swoot. Um, <laughs> what else did we get on there? Uh, so there's two advantages, two threat. So we're going to say that um, with his advantage, he notices Tamron behind you guys. That's the center one, and we'll do this. Sorry, keep asking. Good thing the one on the right doesn't have a weapon. <laughs> and the other one's going to shoot up at... Oh, fail, because he gets no successes. So the B1 droid on the far left, or on the left side, um, is fired at Rockti and failed. Rockti. 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 He has fired at Rockti and failed. Um, he's rolled some threat icons, which means we have some threat to spend to our benefit. He he shot at me and I did that like side dodge and then like flip down. Cool. I like it. Okay, so I'm going to go for the middle one. 
So, ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah. So, I, like, half dodge. I, like, side dodge what he shot at me, and I, like, flipped down, and then I, I slid underneath Lahela's um, fight with the one on the right, and just, like, upper slashed like the middle guy. Lucky you didn't get caught in my robes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just force pushed them away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we just sliced through the middle guy. Um, and it's back to La Hela's turn. Very good. So I get my two yellows again, right? And the purple. Unless we're wrong, but for now, tonight, we'll see. That's how it goes. Yes, that's that's our understanding of it for tonight. <laughs> um, so then I will go... The guy is the, the weapon down, so the guy on the right, I'll ignore him and go to right to the guy on the left, then I'll run right. to him. Okay, that's three success and one threat. Uh, he's got a wound threshold of five, and you've done six damage with it? The lightsaber, was it? Yeah. Six, yeah, six damage with the lightsaber. So regardless. So regardless, you've uh, cut him up. And then there was one... <laughs> one threat, so you can suffer a strain. I get a strain? Yeah, because you rolled the okay. threat. Yeah, you, you can pick something on that chart, basically. Yeah, so yeah, the, for the utility options for that are to take or a strain. Benefit of, of prime yeah. Okay, so then I took a strain. Too much effort to go from one droid to another, so yeah. you took a bit of strain. Okay. While you're fighting the droids, you notice a Republic gunship fly over your head towards the east. Okay, so you just cut through the one on, on the left. So that's just the right guy left that has no weapon. On the right, who's got no weapon. Uh, he kind of just flails in, uh, in B1 speed. Oh no! Tries to punch you, but it's not working. <laughs> Rock T, you can... Uh... Rock T. Rock T. <laughs> uh, two advantages. You try to cut him, but he's like flailing too much, and you can't quite score it. But then you could just use your critical Couldn't injury. I just well, no, that's that's only if you've done damage, right? You have to be able. You have to be doing damage past his soak limit, and you haven't done any oh, damage. Oh, okay. You didn't get any successes. Yeah, I'll improve me. improve Amy then. So your your attacks don't quite find home on his flailing body. However, you're doing this is also giving uh, Lahela a good opening. So yeah, so I'll see that he's thoroughly distracted by you. Three successes and four advantages. So I'm going to definitely be, because I'm on, not too far from, because I was at the third guy, so whenever I run up to him, I'm doing, like, the crazy, like, lightsaber, like, rolling in your hand thing that all the cool guys do, because I'm feeling pretty confident now. Um, and I've been practicing my uh, Nimian lightsaber style, like, nobody's business for a better part of a decade on, you know, everything I could. And so I go up to him, and then I definitely just, like, don't even give him a chance to think about what just happened. So flurry of blows, cutting yes. him into bits. Yes. Yeah, like, you do that thing from... Revenge of the Sith, where they're just like twirling the little Yes, exactly, exactly. Just... But then you actually do something out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Tamron walks over there, over the carcasses unceremoniously, congratulates you as, you as she passes and uh, leads you on. Now, you come to that bridge I mentioned that goes over the road. Tamron leads you towards the underpass that uh, cuts through the main road, um, the road overhead. You may remember that you saw a uh, Republic dropship fly by during the battle. Now you see three figures fighting their way across or down the street. The uh, Separatist droids have come near the west side of the street, um, but there are three figures approaching who are keeping them at bay. Leading the way uh, with, with a squad of clones is a man in black robes with tussled sandy brown hair. <laughs> Mowing down droids with decisive, aggressive swings of, blue, of a blue lightsaber. I just heard Qui- Qui-Gon's voice going, Anakin! 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 <laughs> Behind him follows a more cautious and reasoned bearded man in the armor of a Jedi commander, worthy of his commanding presence. These two are familiar acquaintances of from the temple of yours, who, who you've met with Tamron before. Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi 
but seeing these two titans in action is truly awe-inspiring. Bringing up the rear, no less formidable, is a woman in fatigues and a set of ornate braids. You can infer from what you know of the Jedi that this is Senator Padme Amidala. Force doesn't quite ripple around her with the same... These two in, like, your Force sense are just, like, blaring. Yeah. Um, whereas she isn't giving off that vibe. However, her jaw is set as she picks off straggling droids with a heavy blaster. Colleen, how's your perception? Great. Absolutely great. <laughs> Can you roll me a perception check? Um, yeah. This is blowing through me, guys. Okay. Okay, so, um, now, Rakti, you were... You're sort of unique in the forest, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I can say. <laughs> as you watch these three people, like, lead the fight away from you uh, with the clones, you actually do see the forest ripple around her weekly. First, you get the sense that it's because of the role she's played in the galaxy, that the fate of countless lives hinge on her. But then you see clearer in that uh, the spark of two powerful flames flickers in her, specifically around her stomach. Tamarin kind of ignores the distraction and urges you on, because this is why they're here, is to draw the people away from you. You Yeah, diversion. Yeah. Let's not let their sacrifice be in vain. Let's go. Hey, Derek, you want to do something? I would love to do something. Do people want drinks? I would like a drink. No, I was going to say it's your turn. No, no, I don't. That was was a good segue. Hey everybody, Chris here, just checking in at the halfway point. Hope you're enjoying episode one of Ashes of the Order. This is our new ongoing live play Star Wars role-playing game podcast. So for those of you who haven't listened to this kind of, of podcast before, this is a live play or actual play show. Um, it's for now in the quarter portion podcast's feed. So the main show is still what it is, but this is now a sort of a side or second project. Basically, we are playing a tabletop role-playing game, specifically the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars role-playing system with the Force and Destiny and Edge of the Empire rulebooks. I am the, um, as the game calls it, the Game Master, uh, or GM, equivalent to the DM from Dungeons & Dragons, for those of you who play that game. Basically, I, I narrate uh, a situation for the players Amy, Derek, and Colleen, and they have to respond as as, as their characters. And uh, together we sort of cooperatively build a story um, with some assistance from the dice, which help or hinder us depending to the outcome of, of dice rolls. Fantasy of Light role-playing game is is a bit different from other role-playing game systems in that it uses dice that don't have numbers on them. They just have the symbols that we have to interpret. So um, so you might hear the players announce the results of their roll and say, yeah, I got two successes um, and a threat. So that means they were successful in doing the action that they tried to do. However, they get to suffer sort of a setback of some kind, which we agree on as a, as a party, more or less. It's kind of a neat system. Uh, we're getting the hang of it. It was a bit rough uh, for this and the next chapter, uh, which will be up in three weeks. <laughs> there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of dead air as I thumb through the rule books. Plus, we realized afterwards that we didn't do all the math on our character sheets perfectly. So for those of you who are familiar with the system, please, please forgive us. We uh, <laughs> made some errors and we have, we have corrected them on our next uh, recording night. So. so yeah, that's the gist. I hope you're enjoying it. Please let us know what you think. would really welcome the feedback on this. Uh, it's an ambitious new project. Um, and as I mentioned, it's going to be uh, in cooperation or released in rotation with the main quarter portion podcast show. So still on every three weeks rotation. So next week we'll have a new episode of the quarter portion podcast. And then uh, in three weeks from now, we'll have the next episode of this on 
the 4th of October. Also, a quick programming note, we're going to be at London Comic Con the day after the next episode drops. So on October uh, 5th and 6th, Pat's going to be there. Derek and Amy will be there, hopefully Colleen as well. And uh, we have a panel at some point. As I record this, I don't know the time just yet, but check out Facebook and Instagram and all the other places. And uh, we'll have we'll have that up for, for you as soon as we have it. Um, it's going to be an exciting panel with some special guests. I'm really looking forward to it. I want to see you there. And uh, special thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Nerdful Things 3D Printing and Heroes Comics. And a special shout-out to Aaron Brown for providing the theme music for this episode. Check out the show notes for, for more of his music. And a special thanks as well to The Game Chamber uh, on Dundas Street here in London, Ontario. They made it really easy to, to get my hands on, on, on these books so we could play this game without uh, without getting uh, extorted by third-hand dealers on, on the internet. So yeah, check them out. They have a great selection of Star Wars stuff, not just for the role-playing games, but for X-Wing, for Armada, for Legion, and lots of other games besides for the Magic the Gathering players or the Warhammer 40k players. Check them out on Dundas Street. They're moving to a new location this month or next. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, yeah, they're a great shop in town. And without them, I... <laughs> wouldn't have what i need to to do this project so all right i'll let you get back to it enjoy the rest of the show and we'll see you in we'll see you next week for the quarter portion podcast and in three weeks for the next episode of ashes of the order there's definitely like had a moment there with like kind of dazed off which um Lahela would be very well acquainted with <laughs> 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 oh, <shit again>. <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of grab me um and as like we start to go I feel like Lahela would definitely be like yeah. I can me. I can notice that she's about to almost be like in a collapse situation, not out of exhaustion, but just out of the force intensity that I can see her watching. I'm of course assuming it's because of the radiation that's specifically happening off of Anakin Skywalker, which I am also like a bit flustered over. So I'm gonna like grab her shoulders and help her continue on following our master. And I'm mm. definitely gonna be like Lahela. She will change the force of the galaxy. You know what I mean. And I'll be like, he has longer hair, but we'll deal with that later. <laughs> <laughs> and Tamron's just gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so as the Jedi pass under the bridge, the camera pans to the nearby airfield to the east, where the main Republic force has landed. Forgotten in the corner of this of this air pad is a lone independent ship. And we kind of watch as the sun moves back across the sky. We're flashbacking. Uh, it's been a couple hours before this. The airfield is empty save for the ship, which is a ZH-95 Questor. Brand new. The village has been evacuated at this point, but there is one man still here. He is loading crates of supplies up the ramp of the ship with a repulsor lift, like a sort of like a pump cart. You he, fucking would, you dirty smuggler. Steal my <laughs> ship from the evacuated city. Um, he's all alone. <laughs> but... Uh, or so he thinks. Admiral, this ship is the reason you're here. And you're, I'm assuming you'd be crouched nearby, yeah. trying to survey. I would. So the owner of the ship is carting supplies at the ramp. What do you do? I want this ship. I need this ship. Um, so I'm going to try to sneak as close to the owner of the ship as possible. Draw my blaster. Setting to stun. Okay. And uh, I guess I'll also want to make sure that the owner of the ship is alone. So I'll try to survey and okay. make sure uh, that there is not, no other surprises waiting. I think that would be just a perception check, I guess. Um, no successes. But we'll just say that you can't really be 100% sure, but you watched for a while and you haven't yeah. seen anybody else okay. yet. So if there are, they're hiding on the ship somewhere. Okay. Well, I'm going to attempt to stun this okay. mofo. So he takes a, a load of crates up the ramp and he comes back a few minutes later and he's kind of jostling the repulsor cart under the... Under the next cart. So if you're shaving to shoot, you're dealing damage as strain. Okay. Trying to basically blast through his 
soak and deal enough strain to him to knock him out. Okay. Um, I'm using my heavy blaster because why not? Okay. How much? Um, how much damage does uh, your rifle do? Eight. So you are dealing damage not to his wounds, but to his strain. Mm-hmm. Um, and when a character has suffered strain greater than his strain threshold, he becomes incapacitated until his strain is reduced. Well, how close do you come? Admiral would sneak up as close as he can to make sure he doesn't miss his shot, even though he knows he would hit his shot. So pretty much like point blank? Well, pretty well. Maybe for me to you. Yeah, maybe like 10 feet. So yeah, you... Me to you doesn't mean anything to the audience at home. Basically, yeah. you, you blast him in the back with uh, with your with your rifle and with your blaster. Sorry, yeah, and, heavy uh, blaster, heavy blaster. And uh, yeah, you knock him out. However, you did get one threat. Yeah, in this situation, there's not a lot I can do for you with that. However, I'm just gonna like keep that in mind. Okay. Other things. You knock him out, and he's just, like, he he falls down like over the over the repulsor lift, and then like flops back onto his back. Perfect. Right on the ramp of the ship, basically. Awesome. Now what? Then I'm gonna search his pockets, make sure get his ship keys. <laughs> if that's a thing. <laughs> well, I would I would just search him quickly and make sure there was yeah, nothing on him or see if there's anything useful on him. Mm-hmm. Well, things on him are his heavy blaster pistol and a vibro blade. And then I don't know. Do ships have keys? You find the access codes. The yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, there, I think there are more access codes. codes. Yeah. Um, you find what you need to operate yeah. the ship, basically. Sorry, I guess I should retcon. I have a heavy blaster pistol. Is what I'm using, not, gotcha. not actual yeah. heavy blaster. Um, I would just take the, the vibro blade because. It could be useful later. Yeah. So you have his um, blaster yeah. pistol again, I guess. If you want to take his blaster pistol, you can. Yeah, I'll take them both, I guess. And his fiber blade and the means to access the ship, basically. Perfect. So what do you do with him, though? Um, I will I will, dra- I will drag him b- behind somewhere. So there's some, there's some crates and stuff nearby, empty fuel cylinder. There's a rolling ladder to access like, the top of the ship. And uh, the airfield is kind of half built over a wooded ravine, mm-hmm. about, which is about, like, 12 feet below is the bottom of it. Uh, there's, yeah, several crates and stuff nearby. Okay, yeah, I'll just drag them behind the... Behind the crates? Behind the crates. Okay. This supplies, like, anything useful? Um, it's just, like, stuff you'd want on a long vessel or on a long voyage. Mm-hmm. Like, provisions and rations and stuff. Okay. If you watch long enough, though, they've already put, like, Most four of, of these things on, and there's four left. Okay, so... Including uh, plus one on a repulsor lift, so, like, he's put like, maybe half his stuff on board. Okay. Well, I think I would grab the repulsor lift and push it back inside the ship and... Try to get the ship ready to go. So you're taking the fifth crate. Might come in hand later later on to know how much stuff you actually put on board. Mm-hmm. At this point, because of the battle going on, he wouldn't want to take too much time loading the rest of the stuff. But yeah, like it's eerily quiet around here, and like you maybe have some vague sense that like the separatists and the rebels are clashing nearby, but you don't really know what's going on exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you just know that you have this perfect opportunity where the entire town vacated except for this guy. Yeah. Um, who you know is named Paul Deckard. Yeah, you were lucky enough to just have the whole town get emptied out, and he was left alone with his nice shiny new ship, which you needed. So perfect. Yeah, you take the you take the repulsor lift on board and kind of stash the last bit of contents away with the rest of the rest of the cargo hold in the sort of main area of the ship. There's a data pad on a table, which you would probably I'm guessing you'd probably pick up seeing it. Yep. Uh, you see the ship ship certification on a da- on on this data pad. You kind of thumb through it. You see that the, the, he hasn't even named the ship yet. So there's like the registry is basically open for you to fill in and submit as you wish. Oh, brand spanking new. And as you're doing that, some lights pop up on a, on a display nearby, and you notice that in a darkened corner of the room, there's actually a little astromech droid charging. This droid is not all a uniform set. 
You okay. know that much. You can easily identify the main chassis of the body as like an R2 type. Okay. But the dome on top and the two legs are different okay. from the R2. Like they're not standard regulation R2 pieces. And you can actually see that the right leg is newly made, um, whereas the left seems to be a lot older. You can tell just by the makeup that it's discolored and like has been patched up. It's mm-hmm. not... Some wear and tear on yeah, it. It's, yeah. And then it's quite old. You can tell like it's like probably the oldest piece of a droid you've ever seen. Oh. And but you don't you don't quite recognize what it is. Mm-hmm. So as you're as you're watching it, it, it it lights up and like goes through its like power up cycle and with your background you would be able to essentially understand Astromech. Mm-hmm. And it powers up and does a quick like scan over to you and kind of runs through like some techno babble automatic like BIOS boot type thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, says scanning life form. You are not the master registered, but please identify. I'm your new master. Where is where is Paul Deckard? That's none of your concern now. This is my ship. I insist. Where is Paul Deckard? Paul Deckard is the owner of this unit. The, the, he gave me this ship. It is now mine. And did he kind of like stops and like, like you can kind of get the sense he's, or that it's running some checks and stuff? Here, I, I have the uh, your access codes. I was activated by the sound of blaster fire, which is your negative result coming in. And I sense a incapacitated life form outside. Where is Paul Deckard? Paul Deckard uh, got hit by a stray blaster shot okay. from the battle. <laughs> Time for a skill check. <laughs> See if you can, like, convince this thing. What are your... Uh... So I have deception. Um, I would say this is a, de- a good deception check. Two, three successes and an advantage. Okay. So, yeah, um, actually, Detroit seems to accept it. <laughs> um, it's too dangerous. It's, it's, it's too dangerous to stay. We have to move. Well, my name is QP13, and I am an astromech mechanic droid. I'm at your service. Excellent. Get this ship prepared to take off. And he lets up like a series of bleeps and bloops that kind of mean like, okay, and like you're almost like doing like an internal monologue as he mm-hmm. runs away, like he's running through things he's doing. So you kind of like explore the ship a little bit as QP is running through some power cycles. Like you, like you see the lights going on and stuff like that, like the propulsors cycle through as he's doing checks and stuff. He's a mechanic, right? He's being, he's being very meticulous because mm-hmm. this is like the virgin flight of this ship, essentially. While he's in the cockpit still, he haven't cleared to take off yet. You hear the sounds of explosions. And as you run through a viewport, you realize that the Separatists and the Republic have arrived in the area. I'm assuming you'd rush, to, rush down to the cockpit. Yes. QP is, as, as much as an astrometric can be flustered, he is flustered. Um, and uh, it's, like, it's, it's too dangerous to take off, Master. I refuse to, we cannot, we cannot take off. We have to, we have to lay low. Damn it, QP, I need to get this, get out of here before this rolls over this ship and destroys it. But if we take off now, Master, we'll surely be caught in the, in the crossfire. And like, Damn it! Yeah, we'll have to lay low or I'll take care of this. So, some time passes, and uh, we're now back to the present. Mm-hmm. It's been quiet on the airish field for about, like, 30 seconds after mm-hmm. Anakin and everyone arrives. Mm-hmm. You basically watch this clone detachment get dropped off and jar- charged on the main road and clash, and then, like, two Jedi got out. You'd probably know who Padme is, too. Like, mm-hmm. she's known pretty throughout the galaxy. Like, three people from the, from the Hollow News have just landed and, like, charged down the main road. So, what do you do? <laughs> what do I do? I can't, I can't take off because QP won't let me. Just fuck up QP's day and do it anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I think Admiral's not quite familiar with this new of a ship. Mm-hmm. Most of the ships he's dealt with are a little older, so he, I don't know if he'd be comfortable taking over. Plus, maybe QP has locked things down at the moment. Well, QP, like, you like, probably argue with him for a, for a minute, and he says, mm-hmm. Master, if you can go outside and ascertain that the area is clear, maybe we can take off, but please get the some reconnaissance first. All right, QP, I'll be back. 
So you head down the ramp, and by this point, the man you have stashed behind some barrels is starting to wake up. And like as you go down the ramp, like you almost hear him like grunting and whatnot. He's still behind the crates where you left him, but he hasn't quite regained his composure. Like he's maybe like rolled over onto his stomach, and like he's trying to get on his feet. <laughs> Would I have like a rope or some or some kind of? You probably could have found that on board. Okay, well, then I will go attempt to uh, tie him up, gag him, so he doesn't make a, a ruckus. Okay, but. Are you gonna do anything to like, subdue him first? Oh yeah, I guess I'll <laughs> shoot him again with <laughs> my. Let me tie you up. Try to try to try to stun him again. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> Is this just a simple because he's still? It's happened? simple, yeah. Roll to shoot a man while he's down. Yeah, three, <laughs> three successes, uh, three advantages, and a triumph. Wow. Okay. Now, does he get any destiny issues with that? No. No, because okay. he's he's not like you guys. He's not trying try morality. He's... I feel like he's this is morality if he's stealing people's shit. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 not really. He's stunning him. He's not like. Yeah, I'm not. Plus, kept... he's not a Jedi. He's not like. Yeah, like I have obligations, but I'm not a I'm not a Jedi. Obligation is yeah, he's, he's, he's a gray area. So. Okay. Yeah. You shoot this man in the back <laughs> while he's down, and you stun him again. Yeah. And yeah. because of that role, like there's not even any negative consequences to carry forward for like QP's perspective. So yeah, like you basically blast him while he's down. <laughs> QP's none the wiser, and you tie him up. Perfect. You head across the airfield, like mm-hmm. past the Republic ships, and like you get to to the, to the end of the airfield where like the street is, and you can see three Jedi uh, running up the street below. Will the Padawans pass their test, and can the Admiral escape the planet with his new prize? Join us in three weeks to find out. For more information on the show, please follow the Quarter Portion Podcast on social media. Check us out on Patreon and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else podcasts are free. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This has been a KyberClub.com production.